This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Aaron Renning talking some college football. ER, how are you? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing okay, Jimmy. Uh, hopefully, I uh, get some winners here this week. Yeah, let's uh, let let's do it. You know, we got. I think a lot of us here in the South have our uh, eyes one kind of one of them ahead on a double header in the SEC: Bama at LSU, then. Uh, and before that, uh, Georgia hosting Tennessee, all four of those teams controlling their own destiny uh, in the uh, Southeastern Conference. But got a couple of look-ahead spots there. Before we get to your top three picks, any opinion on Georgia 22.5 over Florida and Tennessee 12.5 over Kentucky in, in, in look-ahead spots there? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't do anything or really think about doing anything with uh, uh, the Georgia-Florida game. I think that Kentucky Tennessee uh, game is is really interesting. Um, you know, I don't know if it's worth looking in game or or what have you. You, you know, you you, you kind of lean to liking the spot here uh, for Kentucky. You mentioned the look ahead situation uh, with them. Obviously, uh, the Wildcats get a a week off here as well. They're off their bye week. Uh, you know, they, they get the quarterback obviously healthy and. You know, they haven't really had to open it up and, and use him and, and you know, show his talents like they would. They You know, they're, they're a lot healthier at running back. They've had a chance to kind of get that offensive line to, to give them a chance. That's going to be probably the key matchup here because that Tennessee defense has been better, uh, I guess, than what expected that, right. you know, the Kentucky offensive line is still going to be their weakness. We know uh, defensively uh, how well they're going to be. You know, the pace of this game and how it gets played is really interesting as well, Jimmy, because obviously Tennessee is about as fast as any team in the country, explosive as any team in the country, and Kentucky going to do anything they can to slow it down and uh, muck this game up as much as possible. Now, if they fall down, they get down by a couple touchdowns, uh, things are probably going to have to change, but if they can, you know, stay ahead of the chains and, and keep this game close, maybe get ahead, you know, they can play at their pace, so... It is kind of a little bit correlated here. If, if Kentucky covers, probably going to go under the total. If, if Tennessee, you know, gets out and, and has a chance to cover, they're it, it probably going to be a better chance. If Kentucky's got to come from behind, play a little bit faster, uh, it's going to go over the total. So I think there's a lot of interesting, fascinating uh, ways to look at this game and kind of handicap. Yeah, that Tennessee defense, because when you go that fast, uh, it's going to compromise your defense, mm-hmm. having them on the field, more snaps per game. And more more snaps per game, more snaps over the season, and you get to wear down. 
uh, and some injuries will occur. They have held up as fast as they want to go much better than I expected. I thought that would, you know, I, I, I knew what Hooker did last year, and he would only build upon that. But I'm very surprised the defense is, is getting uh, the, 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 the stops and the turnovers uh, that they are uh, to this point. Kentucky did win the tempo last year. They held Tennessee to under 50 snaps in a game mm-hmm. in Commonwealth. That's amazing, right? Yeah, still lost 45 to 42. Uh, so I'm just wondering if Georgia's the more mature team in this spot to handle a little bit of a look ahead than maybe mm-hmm. Tennessee, where all of this is new to them. Uh, so yeah, you know, it, it just it kind of worked out for Tennessee. Obviously, they get essentially a bye last week, um, you know. Yeah. So, because it. I'm just after they beat Alabama, you're like, oh, who do they play next week, et cetera. And, you know, they kind of got off uh, having the schedule work out for them. So, you know, that was uh, well done. Oh, no, scheduling's a big deal. It's a, it's a mini right. buy. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of a break. And that's why LSU and Alabama, for, since Saban's been at Alabama in 2007, right. they've always scheduled a buy before they play each other. All right. Speaking of uh, tempo and pace, well, um, Marshall kind of controlled that uh, last week. It was, you talk about a game in the mud, 24 punts in their Ooh. 26-12 win over James Madison. So uh, now they uh, host Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is not likely to go 0 for 17 on third down, which James Madison did against Marshall's defense. Uh, Marshall, the thundering herd at home, 2.5 and, and 55.5 and over Coastal Carolina. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here at the Coastal Carolina side. I, I think it's a, a good situation uh, here for them, uh, Jimmy. I mean, the last we saw of them, they got blown out. Uh, at home on their homecoming against Old Dominion, I think they got beat by about 28 points yeah. uh, in that First game. I mean, it, it just kind of a, one of those games you, you can't explain to a degree. It's it, you know, the market has kind of been against uh, Coastal a lot uh, throughout the season. Now they, you know, they lost a ton of uh, of guys from that, you know, really the, these good couple of teams they've had the last couple of years. They didn't return many guys on offense. They did re- return McCall. Uh, the quarterback defense uh, got decimated a little bit as well. But they've had time to kind of get uh, build and, and get this program going a little bit now. Again, you you know, obviously the schedule hasn't been that difficult uh, for them. But, you know, in watching their games, you know, against Buffalo, they, they you know, it was turnovers. They they won that game going away. They should have won that game by about 30. Um, you know, Georgia Southern, they are eventually able to uh, to beat them. So, you know, this is probably going to be their, their toughest game of the season. But, again, so you get this team off that embarrassing out, uh, output, you get two weeks off. They had their bye week. Uh, I think you got a uh, coaching advantage, uh, you know, with Chadwell, Jamie Chadwell here, a great coach. They're they're super well coordinated uh, from an offensive standpoint and what they do. So this team will be prepared. And, and you know, you mentioned Marshall here uh, off that game uh, last week against James Madison. You know, both teams were without their starting quarterback. I, I still don't know. Um, what the uh, what Marshall's going to have here from a quarterback uh, standpoint, but regardless, they're going to play two quarterbacks uh, anyway. And you know, Marshall's kind of the opposite uh, end of the spectrum as as they come in here. Now, 
Um, again, I think it's a coaching advantage here over uh, Huff and what Marshall brings to the table. And remember, Marshall uh, enters this, uh, you know, out of uh, coming out of Conference USA. And I think it's going to be tougher for these teams or, or a team like Marshall. The Sun Belt, uh, you know, that's a step up from a conference yeah. standpoint from what these guys play in the Conference USA. So as the Thundering Herd kind of goes through uh, this conference, the attrition, I think, is a little bit more. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher from a class standpoint. So I, I thought this line was kind of cheap. Uh, I took Coastal here. All right, Coastal plus a two and a half. And, yeah, when we did our, our Sunbelt preview, it was supposed to be Grayson McCall all by himself uh, this mm-hmm. year. Now, he's done his point, uh, his part rather, ten yard, exactly 10 yards an attempt, which is very good. 18 to one touchdown to interceptions and three more TDs uh, with his legs. So you talk about Chadwick, and he has done a great job. But boy, when you got a really good quarterback, a right. true dual threat who executes so well, that helps. That helps the coaching out oh, as well. You know, right? They're they're a fun team to watch because oh, they you know smart. they yeah they run so much different stuff. So um, you know, the tough team to prepare for and, and they get an extra week here. So they, they should be sitting on a top notch. Right. Yet. Six and oh, going into that game against old dominion, lose, then a bye. So really, really, but you want to talk about recapture your focus and get the, the ear of, uh, you know, the coach, get the ear of his players again, sort right. of regrouping. No, it's a good spot. I like the spot where coastal to bounce back with an extra week to prepare and a little bit of a, Maybe a little bit of a hangover effect for Marshall pulling off the big upset against James Madison after being upset by themselves by ULL. All right, let's go to the ACC. And we did our uh, ACC preview here on Bent Rivers earlier in the uh, summer. Uh, the ACC was supposed to be the year of the quarterback. And DJU, until last week, was one of the surprises. But not with these two teams. Wake Forest, and we just didn't know how long Hartman was going to be out with that right. undisclosed injury. He had a blood clot. They didn't want to disclose it. Then they did once it was all uh, said and done. But now they go to Louisville, and Louisville, it's, it's, it's a tough assignment in a pressure year for their coach, but their quarterback is electric as well. Three and a half and 64, the Demon Deacons favorite on the road at Louisville. You know, it, it's interesting, Jimmy, because I've, I've had this game kind of circled uh, for a, a potential overplay for <laughs> – you know, quite some time, really, since Hartman came back uh, to the full for Wake. It, you know, it was kind of funny how, um, you know, all that kind of went down uh, for the Deacons, as, as you mentioned. I mean, you know, he got that news before the season and, you know, hey, he's going to be out. You don't even know if he's going to be back uh, this year when it all kind of went out. And then, you know, I remember, you know, they, they came, uh, they had the open up with VMI and then the next week, uh, we're at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was off that uh, Hawaii where they scored a ton of points. I remember kind of loading up, and I bet that game under the total. And all of a sudden, Hartman uh, got announced a Tuesday morning, a late Tuesday morning, and he was going to be back uh, into the fold. So uh, he has been back, and, you know, their games have – they've been able to control their games for the most part. You know, they, the schedule hasn't been that tough. Vanderbilt, Liberty, obviously the the Clemson game, which was a, a shootout, you know, a great game, ended up going in uh, uh, overtime. But you know, Florida State and, and Army. Uh, besides that, uh, and then off their bye, they played uh, Boston College. So, you know, they in, in many of these games, they haven't had to open things up. 
uh, and, and let Hartman do uh, what he can and throw the ball a ton. Obviously, that game against Clemson, uh, they did. But, you know, generally these teams are, you know, Vanderbilt not really explosive from an offensive standpoint. Liberty uh, down a notch from what they were able to do. Clemson obviously not the offense that they possessed two, three years ago. Uh, Florida State still finding their way at Army. Uh, of course, Boston College has been uh, really bad from an offensive perspective. But Louisville, you know, with Malik Cunningham, more of a team that can go up and down the field and score some points. Their defense has been up against it uh, at times. So this is, uh, you know, again, Wake Forest has just played an interesting schedule. They haven't had to go all out besides that Clemson game. And you did see uh, a ton of points scored. Uh, in that contest. Meanwhile, uh, Louisville here, obviously senior quarterback Malik Cunningham, capable of uh, you know explosive plays, uh, dynamic kind of quarterback that can put points on the board. You know, kind of an interesting schedule uh, with how they've gone this season as well. Obviously, that first week against Syracuse couldn't muster any type of offense. Uh, extremely disappointing. Now, as the season gone on. Uh, we've seen that the Syracuse defense has been pretty good. The game against uh, Central Florida, um, you know, it, it seemed like uh, you know both teams kind of went up and down the field, and then Florida State, South Florida, common denominator, Boston College, Virginia, uh, been you know a totally different team from what we've seen uh, over the years. They've been better on defense, awful uh, from an offensive perspective, and Pittsburgh obviously down a notch. Uh, from what they were uh, with Kenny Pickett last year as well. So just the way it's played out, these teams have played in some lower-scoring games, uh, I thought has brought some value. Uh, again, two really good quarterbacks here. I expect a lot of points, uh, and this is not a bad total to go uh, over the total here, Jimmy. Yeah, um, and I, 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 boy, I don't t- pay any attention to the rankings. Uh, Wake Forest, number 10, Wow. Uh, I mean, that is that surprises me a little bit. But, boy, they are a headache to deal with. And he, very much like Grayson McCall, uh, Hartman, they do that extended RPO that just right. you don't that see mesh, a whole lot. That mesh system. Yeah, now. the mesh. The mesh amoeba, uh, you know, whichever uh, you, you prefer. They, it, It's just it's different. It's very different. And, man, before when, when he was hurt, I'm like, they're going to give up points. They just don't recruit on the level right. to have real stiff defenses. There's their ultra finesse on offense, but I would say that Hartman is as valuable to his team as maybe any, on a point spread value level as anybody in the country. And but he got back and he played great immediately uh, out the gate against uh, Vanderbilt. So points of plenty should be uh, in Louisville again. The total is sixty four right now at Bet Rivers. Well. Uh, the next matchup, you want to talk about points. It used to be a joke how many points they scored when Art Browse and, uh, and Mike Leach were there. But that's gone. But they still, Texas Tech, with the basically the uh, Texas High School Coaches Association all-star team <laughs> coaching them. Man, they're playing good. They're doing well mm-hmm. in their first year. They are improving, and they're still playing with pace, the fastest-paced team in all of uh, football. Baylor wants to be a little bit more line of scrimmage team with Aranda with his defensive background. Uh, Texas Tech at home. By the way, I do like Texas Tech in this spot, especially at home. 2-63, and 63, but ER, you're more on the total. Yeah, no, this is going to be a fun game, an, an interesting game to, to – uh to see how it plays out here, Jimmy. And now you're right. I, I think this game does set up uh, is kind of a shootout. I expect plenty of points. And you're right. I think Texas Tech uh, 
uh, should be able to kind of deliver uh, on their end uh, of the spectrum here. And, you know, note that, you know, you mentioned how they're, they're playing at this quick pace and running a ton of plays here. They've really actually stepped it up here uh, their last couple of games where they've uh, really pushed the, the pedal to the metal. You know, they started the season, you know, they're still trying to figure out who what the quarterback situation, they still are uh, to a degree. And, you know, when they were playing um, a couple of the other quarterbacks to start the year, uh, they they played uh, a little bit slower, but you know they brought this uh, the new kid in, trying to figure out the the name here was it was it Morton the the last you know he's got a better arm and they've run a ton of tempo here with what they're doing now with the switch at the quarterback position. So this is more the the true Texas Tech offense um, that they were hoping to get to eventually. Yeah, Barrett uh, Morton. Is this, yeah, Barrett Morton. Um, I, I was impressed. I, th- I thought he's looked really good here the last couple of games. He's got a big arm, uh, again, running super fast with what they're able to do. So as the, the season's gone along, obviously they had the new offensive coordinator from, from Western Kentucky. You know, a team put up a ton of points uh, the last couple of years. So they're still improving. They're still getting to this point. Um, you know, even last week, you know, number one, um, you know, that game was played with a ton of wind against West Virginia. They got out to a big lead. They didn't have to really force uh, what they wanted to do. Uh, it kind of kept the score down uh, in that game a little bit. So, um, again, you know, you know, obviously a tough task here against Baylor, uh, who has a, a very good defense with Aranda. They're, they're coordinated with what they do and, and how they do it. They are still, I think Baylor is a little bit weak. Uh, here in the secondary, we'll see if Texas Tech's a little bit more belt. So it kind of helps that they play them uh, a little bit later in the year um, as we get to this game. And you know, as I mentioned, we, you know, we watched these uh, these games all played in Texas last week. Uh, the wind played a big part uh, in how those games were played out. And you know, Baylor certain certainly uh, into that uh, side of the equation as well. That game against Kansas, notice. Note Kansas not as potent as they were to start uh, the season. Daniels was still out at the quarterback being played. So they did have their second string quarterback uh, in for what they did. And, you know, even going back to uh, the second game of the season, Baylor uh, played up at uh, BYU. BYU was really banged up at the wide receiver position. The two best wide receivers uh, were out uh, for that game and you know games against Texas Tech, uh, State who's been a lot more lower scoring than they've been in previous years Iowa State uh, kind of the same thing and you know they've had their shootouts a game like uh, they played that Thursday night against West Virginia right. so they're a little bit soft uh, in the secondary again Texas Tech uh, getting to where they want to be uh, from an offensive standpoint so this is another game uh, I, I hope you're right. I hope we go back to the old days a little bit and we get into somewhat of a shootout, but uh, expect a higher scoring game here. All right. Uh, so uh, ER has the over 63 at Texas Tech Baylor in reverse order here. Wake Forest and Louisville with Hartman mm-hmm. and Cunningham pulling the trigger for those high-powered teams. Over 64. And in Coastal Carolina coming off of their first loss of the season at Old Dominion off of a bye plus two and a half at Marshall. For Aaron Redding, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.